on SEN Plus. Welcome to The Breakfast Stable. Good morning, everybody. Uh, it's The Breakfast Stable. As you know, it's Sunday morning. It's 7am here in Melbourne. or well, it's actually 7.04. And I'm here with my gorgeous stable mates this morning. Morning, kids. Morning. Morning. <laughs> Morning, Captain Jack. Morning, Mum. Oh, gosh, I tell you, corralling everybody in this studio. We, we're, again, having very close, cosy digs this morning. It is a bit like sort of herding chickens, isn't it, in here? Um, morning, Mr. Pete Hilke. How are you? Well, good morning. What time is he in Venezuela? I don't know. Did we think it was like 8.29 before we had the wrong clock going? Spot on. And I think Guatemala was just up the road. Yeah, that's right. So good morning. Morning. Good morning, Catherine. How are you, darling? Good morning. I'm well, thank you. That's good, darling. You're looking very Parisian this morning. Oh, thank you. you. Have a ba- Merci beaucoup. She has a beret on. She looks very suave. And I'm looking over at um, Uncle Frank. Good morning, honey. Captain Jack, how are you going? Good, darling. You're going to have a whole heap of stuff for us a bit later. I'm going to be talking logies, aren't we? Yes, we are. Yes. Oh. And, and I've got a, I was just I was talking to you guys before about this little parking incident that I had this yes. morning, or oh, last night. I actually had a, uh, an 18-year-old kid park her car across my driveway because we're unloading food and just a couple of families over. Mm-hmm. And it was about 7.55 p.m. on a Saturday night and someone actually dobbed this kid in, in my driveway and she got a fine on a Saturday night. That now, is mean. Seriously, that's not the coolest, uncoolest thing I've ever seen in my life on a Saturday night. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I, we're really angry about that because, like, you know, now I'm going to start a GoFundMe page for this kid and <laughs> pay, pay a $92 fine. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Done. That's it. Why not? Anyone else to do it, I'm going to do it as well. Well, and it's not fair. I mean, she's only just got her license yeah. and that right. Yeah. And it's a very nerve-wracking time. I mean, as you guys know, Joan Rivers got her licence this week, my 18-year-old. I know. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, and isn't learn a driver just a, such a great experience for a parent, having a learner driver in the car? Oh, well, it's fi- we finally got her off the L's. It was so funny because she had to go to um, her part-time job during the week. She's first-year uni and she's on holidays. It was the first time she had to drive her car away from the house without me there. So she actually texted me to let me know that she'd successfully parked her car at Malvern Central. Oh, <laughs> bless. So she's like, I've won today, Mum. But you ha- you've still got to learn a driver in Oh, it? I do. And look, we were out for a couple of hours the other day and um, we did really well. I think we were both on our best behaviour. <laughs> but I can tell you, when we pulled into the driveway at home, we both heaved a big sigh of relief. <laughs> <sighs> okay, let me out. I've had enough. And kiss the ground. We yeah, out like, oh, my God, we got through it. <laughs> and I've also got a learner driver. Oh. And, yes, we had a tram collect How's us. How's that going? <laughs> <laughs> we had a tram collect us not Who's long ago. Who's driving in your house? Lauren, my daughter. Is she still on your own? Yes. Oh, <laughs> Three years later. <laughs> these, these spoiled children these yes. days. <laughs> that's what happens when you grow up in Melbourne. You get trams. And that's well, the thing. Well, we live right near. Trans. Correct. So, yeah, oh, no. it's very easy for it, her to get it, around. Correct. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, aside from the fact that um, you've got to learn to drive, you've also got a guest coming later on yes, in the show, I too, haven't you? Do. Helen? Yes, Daniel from St. Ali. Great. Another great Melbourne chef's coming in to chat to us as well. We love our chefs, we don't do. we, Pete? Oh, we do. We do, especially <laughs> when they're from the beautiful suburban place called South Melbourne. Absolutely, mm. yes. And also Mercedes Me, which is in the city. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Great chef. So he's going to talk about the different menus and and uh, what restaurants, you know, what how how it all works these days. Wonderful. And a product range. Yes. Wow. We'll, 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 
<laughs> was that? We'll look forward to having a chat with Daniel a bit later on. But we need to get on with a little bit. Oh, reminder too, we've got our Grady competition running at the moment yes. too. Grady, we uh, love 400 Grady. Speaking of restaurants. Yes, exactly. So um, anyone who wants to enter via our Facebook page, um, you can. All you've got to do is get on there and see the details of the entry. But you can win a dinner for two, valued at $150. Which Can we enter? No. Okay. <laughs> Didn't we have this conversation last yes. week? Yes, <laughs> Frank, how many times do you have to be told? <laughs> we ate there the other week, so we you know, know he's got a few aliases, oh, don't you? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but <we> Max Power. <laughs> he can, but the thing is, you just cannot hide from that hair. So you might change the name, Frank, but we, we can Talk see. Talk to the fringe. <laughs> you can run, but you can't hide. Get onto our Facebook page for the details of that grady competition. We'll be announcing that next week, I think. So get on there straight away and um, and get your entry in. Now we need to get onto some sport because once again this week's round of AFL has been harder to pick than a broken nose, as they say. But <laughs> of course we started off well, didn't we? Gee, that's a great vision in the mind, isn't it? Hey, I broke my nose. Oh my God, somebody help me! I can't pick hey, it. Let, let's. That's right. You yep, bring it up. Yep, yep. Let's just savor the joy. <laughs> What an awesome match that was on Thursday night against GWS. Uh, we won by one goal in the dying moments of the game. It was thanks to it that, was touched. it was not. Okay, touched. can I can I just oh. can I just say this? If you notice, if you, you go to the podcast of last week, notice there was not one football team that was mentioned till the end of the show because they did not win, and that was Essendon, ladies and gentlemen. So they win, and it's oh la di da. Hello. This, Give me an answer, this people. This is the entire segment of Earth Bombers. No, I won't, we won't go on about it too much. But um, that was a great, was a controversial goal by Sean McKernan. But, um, you know, look, you know, swings and roundabouts in football. It I'm, was a goal nonetheless, right? It was, exactly. So we'll take it anyway. But it was a great game um, by the Bombers. But, of course, it's been a, you know, a round of upsets because... Well, how's this? A piece of 4B2 walking up the street. You happen to be a Collingwood... Football mm. team get smashed in the head and you get up pies. Oh, absolutely man. pummeled by, by North. How is that? Yeah. They, oh are, they are coming at they are coming 44 out of the points. Game. Thank you very much. And I'll mm. see you next week, people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, the North will yeah, the, North... tip, the tips are out, out of whack this weekend. Correct, correct. Yeah, I mean, and obviously, too, the dogs beat Port by 25 points as well. And yeah. I think a lot of people wouldn't have, you know, picked that one either. No, that's so... right. And, and Sydney Swans had a 42 point win over the Suns. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's all sorts are going on at the minute, and um, yeah, that, that top eight is still moving around a fair bit. So, yeah, it's been an interesting round so far. We'll see what comes up for the rest of um, rest of the weekend. But um, yeah, obviously, I'm a happy camper this week. Oh, yeah, I know, ladies and gentlemen, Captain Jack is happy, <laughs> which means happy captain, yeah. happy crew. <laughs> um, and the I double C the um, the World Cup cricket, obviously, too is. We just beat New Zealand, like, well, literally like an hour ago. Well, look, that was absolutely fantastic. Australia scored 9 for 243. Mm. Mm. It's called the Stark Show. The Mitchell Stark Show took five wickets. Yes. We defeated the Kiwis across the pond by 47 runs. That was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I mean, um, we, and I thought we were gone because we just had that, like, we just collapsed. Yeah. And I thought we were, you know, absolutely gone for all money. But um, the Aussies have come out and obviously Mitch Stark's taken those amazing, you know, five for 26. Well, here's a bit of an interesting one for you, Jack, because England, who are, they're sitting fourth on the table. So mm. the Aussies sitting on top, England are sitting fourth. No, England are out. 
I had, you know, England are no, out yet, of... No, no, no. They still to play yet. Oh, There's okay, still so. more games to go throughout the rounds. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> right. But what I'm saying is that England... You say England can get knocked out because they're playing India. India have not lost a game. They're the only team not to lose a game so far. And I tell you, Virat Kohli is actually on fire with India. All I can say is England, are, if they lose that one, and I think they've got another one or two after that, mm. they need to win those just to get through. But it was good to see the Aussies were the first team through to the semis. Yes, absolutely. No, we're doing really, really well. And at the moment, David Warner is on most runs with 500 runs for the tournament. Wow. He's doing really well. Um, and Aaron Finch is second on 476. Yeah. So the Aussies are doing great with all their run making at the minute. And we've got to play next uh, South Africa next Saturday. So we should do quite well with that. So, look, oh, we're doing great. You, you don't know. Great. I mean, Bangladesh, they even had a win. Um, but here's one. Let's go across the Women's World yes, Cup. Yes. This has oh, been this has been it's crazy. This has been fascinating. I was at the airport the other morning and I actually saw was England um they were up against Norway and it was just an amazing game. But the game of the century is about to happen and this is gonna happen on Wednesday morning. It's England and the USA mm. in the semi final. This is gonna be absolutely massive because the way England's playing, uh, Phil Neville, that's his team. So Phil Neville, ex-Manchester United player, of course, uh, who's coaching the uh, the English girls, absolutely uh, did so well. USA beat um, beat France. But the other semi-final, you got Sweden and the Netherlands who are playing as well. That's going to be a cracker. Um, but seriously, Frank, what do you reckon, mate? Look, I, I just think USA is going to go all the way. I just think, um, like, they've won it before. They've got some gun strikers. And, and the way they play, there's just... They've got um, a lot of different international aspects of playing. So they've got the European style, they've got the American style, and they've, 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 they're um, world beaters. They've been around for years. They've won it before, so I, I reckon the, the, the Yanks are going to do it. Yeah, are you, that's your tip, is that yeah. the Yanks are going to take out yeah, the Yeah, look, I'd, I'd love to see England actually win it. I, th- I think it would be great to see, you know, to see them go through. Um, what makes them? What makes the American women's soccer team so? Why are they so strong? The junior, just they, they they're yeah. really big on their junior mm. ranks, and they do um, a lot of stuff through college. They yes. they start from six year olds, you know, mm. like where a lot of our girls that do start don't start till they're probably eleven or twelve years old. So yeah, so basically they're backing from the American government with the with the soccer over there is is crazy. That's why they do well. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, it is about the academies, the the soccer academies around the world. You know, especially throughout Europe, and this is why you, you see so many of the European sides in the Women's World Cup um, throughout the US. I mean, the US is huge with soccer. I mean, there was a great goal that uh, Wayne Rooney actually scored for Chicago during the week. Um, it, was, it was 70 metres. The, goal, the actual goalkeeper was outside his box, and he launched it, and it went over his head into the goal. One of the most amazing goals that Wayne Rooney has scored, um, you know, and he left... He retired from the uh, Premier League and went over to the US. And, and that's great for, for American football to have guys like that. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, well done, guys. Thank you so much for that. It's a good wrap-up. We'll be, yep. And just yes. to actually finish, Wimbledon actually starts tomorrow. Yes, Ash Party, seated mm-hmm. number one. Novak Djokovic, seated number one for the men's. It's going to be an absolute cracking competition for the next two weeks. We love Wimbledon if you love tennis, but mm. uh, you can all listen to it on SEN. <laughs> Thanks for that, guys. Thanks for that wrap-up. We'll be back very shortly with The Breakfast Stable. This is The Breakfast Stable on SEN+. Plus.
Good morning, everyone. You're listening to The Breakfast Table. It's 19 minutes past seven. And we've had some international flair this morning. Oh, Frank, yes, what's going we on? Have. We've got a family, uh, the Cargan family in, in Sardinia, actually just sent us a little message saying they're listening from Sardinia. Oh, so yay. we've gone international. How cool is that, Look at eh? us go. Well, and, my... and, and he's a bomber supporter as well, unfortunately. Oh, well, you know, let's just... Let's, let's just, because, you know, we're sharing. We want to make our listeners feel at home. Um, well, that's so nice. We know half of Melbourne is in Europe at the moment, so it's good to know our friends are listening to us. But you can text us because we love to know that these people are listening. So you can uh, text us on 0433981116 to the studio. We'd love to have your comments, so please feel free. Um, but now it is time for our gorgeous Catherine Savazio. Good morning. She is, she is always talking about all things travel. Woo! There she is on the plane flying yep, over there. I go. <laughs> Visualize it. Yeah. Uh, okay, what's up this week, hun? Well, I think uh, there's a couple of us in the studio that are going to be doing some long haul travel mm. shortly. Mm. Uh, myself to China and lovely Helen here to LA, so or LA and, and New York, York yeah. even further. So I thought I'd talk about um, a couple of travel tips for everybody. There's a lot of people travelling, like Frank said at the Mm -hmm. moment, uh, getting away from the freezing cold Melbourne winter. Mm. But Helen, we've travelled together a couple of times for business and for pleasure. And um, there's there's an issue about sort of overpacking luggage. Uh. And I just wonder if you could share that with our (laughs) listeners this morning. Well, let me tell you, um, travelling with two suitcases and, of course, I'm in cattle class and, um, you know, what happened was I was overweight. But it was almost like strategic. She said to me, you're travelling business, right? You've got... Yes. A 60 kilo allowance, and so I can bring an extra suitcase. Yes. It doesn't work like that. So, no. Well, I, I got you to take my suitcase back home to Melbourne with you. And, of course, I happened to be in L.A. when there was a scare at the airport. And, of course, you took the suitcase that had all my basics, my clothing, my toiletries and everything. And, of course, I had to stay overnight in L.A. because Zorro, with a staple gun, decided to shut down L.A. <laughs> Someone dressed up as Zorro two years ago. Oh, totally serious. They had the bomb squad. They had, we thought there was a bomb. Did he just think it was Comic Con and just went to the wrong place? I have no idea what happened, but Wrong convention centre. So I was in the lounge trying to check on this bomb scare, which wasn't a bomb scare at all. And uh, Helen was in the terminal, several terminals down. And of course, we all ran to the next terminal because we had to escape Terminal 7. So we're in Terminal 5 and, of course, I'm, I'm thinking my life's going to end because the bomb squads and the helicopters and the people are running everywhere. And, um, and, and, of and course, then the voice of reason came on the phone. And she said, don't worry, I'm having a wine for you too. <laughs> <laughs> That's so not true. That's so not true. And, um, and, of course, I had to stay overnight in L.A. I go to my suitcase thinking, oh, thank God I've got my suitcase I can, you know, just unwind. I open it up. It's got all my evening gowns, my stilettos. <laughs> and your laundry, your dirty laundry as well. I, did, I didn't even have a clean pair of underwear. <laughs> it's a great excuse to go shopping. But, but look, I mean, I think overpacking is one thing that a lot of us do. With such yes. frequent travel, I've been, um, I've sort of got it down to a fine art. Mm. Are, are you a folder or a, or a roller? with no, your? Uh, both. You're a both. both. Okay. Jack, what about you? Oh, look, I tend to fold, mm. especially my jeans in my pants and fold them along and they go at the bottom of the suitcase. Yeah, I yeah. do that a bit too. Mm, mm. And look, I think, um, you know, 
travelling long haul, it starts right from the beginning. So even when you're booking your flights, if, you, if you're travelling, you know, 10, 12, 16 hours, you want to try and arrive in the evening so you can get a really good night's sleep. Mm. Not everyone travels business class. Not everyone has a spare seat next to them. Um, but while you're on the flight, you want to actually try and get some rest Use your eye mask. Have a good set of headphones or earplugs. Unless you've got false eyelashes. On. <laughs> and if you've got false eyelashes, <laughs> don't put the eye mask on. Oh. So when you take your eye mask off, your eyelashes go with the mask. They're stuck on the eye mask, <laughs> or they're stuck down halfway down your cheek. Oh my god! Um, yes. Yeah, so, so look, there's a couple of things you can do to try and keep yourself more comfortable while you're travelling. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Everyone's lost it in. Here. You can just, just get the visual of the oh, eyelashes yeah. on the bottom of the cheek just all stuck there. He's looking at you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh my tra- God. and also try and stay off the booze as Absolutely. Well. Look, I mean, you know, the, the planes have really low humidity, so you want to, you know, get that water into yourself and keep yourself hydrated and go easy on the alcohol because the effect of drinking while you're in the air is much more, much more significant than when yes, you're on the ground. I've learned that the hard way. And look, if you're travelling business or if you've got, you know, lounge parties, or whatever, like you might start with a glass of champagne just for good luck, you know, in the lounge, you have another one you get on, they offer you another one, and then you have your snack and they offer you another one. And before you know it, you've had like six glasses of something. Yeah. And then you say, oh, can I get some Panadol? You know, I mean, oh, gee, I wonder why. You can just imagine the air hostesses like rolling their eyes. Yeah, no wonder she wants Panadol. Uh, With her eyelashes halfway down their cheek. Exactly. When they they see things, they say, she's back again. Oh, my God. Here comes the bad A. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, look, you know, yes. th- there's just a couple of things for you. Uh, if you're travelling to a country where there's a foreign language, always take currency in the other in the other mm. um, currency because I guarantee, especially across Asia, they do not take credit card and uh, they, like in China, you can't use Google Maps or Google um, to, to look up hotel addresses. Yes. So you want to have it all written down in English. You want to have copies of everything. You want to have the local currency. Um, and you want to try and arrive in the evening if you can. Um, so I think, you know, what I do love is if you if you are travelling business, you get to enjoy the food a little bit nicer. And I know with Qantas we've got a Neil Perry-inspired menu. Pete, what's your favourite about flying and, and food on flights? What do you think? Well, I can tell you right now, Humpty Doo Barramundi is now officially on Qantas around <laughs> yes, the country. Yes, it is. It's fantastic. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, look, food, there is some beautiful food there. Yep. And speaking of food, obviously, Mr. Pete Hilke, you've been doing a lot of travel this week as well. Um, here we are. So there you are. There goes Pete on his. I, I, I visualise you on a push bike to this. <laughs> on a push bike. On a push bike. I'm on a petty farthing. And here I am coming to catch you with my food. Oh, God. Where, now you've been around. What's going on with you? Because you've got a bit of a, a job at hand, haven't you, at the minute? Well, I've got a job at hand. It's got fish and chips. Mm-hmm. And it's actually been amazing. It's been amazing. You know the one thing I just want to say this, and from a uh, from an ethical point of view. So let's be serious for one moment. Yeah, no, what's come up, folks? on, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. I tell you what, there's a lot of fish and chip shops out there moving away from plastic. And they're actually going to bamboo knives and forks and spoons, mm-hmm. and they've got the cardboard and they've got the papers and everything like that. So it's good to see that they're moving away from plastics. 
Other than that, it's been very interesting going to some of these fish and chip shops. If I go to another fish and chip shop and they put oregano on every single thing, from the chips to the fish to the batters to everything, I'm actually going to lose my stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the um, oregano-inspired fish and chip top is not winning the fish and chip award, we can assume from that. No, 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 no. There's some very interesting ones, but, Jack, I know you're a gluten-friendly person. No, I'm well. I'm not. No, I'm not, not I'm, friendly. I'm, no, I'm she's not, not friendly, friendly at all. At all. Yeah. Yeah. She's a gluten-friendly gluten free person. Was she gluten-friendly free or gluten-free friendly? I don't know, but you are friendly there sometimes. Friendly. <laughs> when, when the Essendon Football Club yeah. win, it's the only time, folks. Um, anyway, however, there mm. is a one fish and chip shop out at Doncaster, mm-hmm. right? And I, I can't name that today because obviously we're there. But it's completely gluten-free. The batters, the oils, everything about it in the shop is gluten-free. That is and the so reason fantastic. why is because there's so many kids these days got allergies to this, mm. that and the other. So mm. the owner decided, guess what, I'm going to turn the whole thing gluten-free. Well, and it doesn't hurt anyone for, it, for, for them not to have it without gluten, whether you're gluten-free or not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, yeah. the only thing I would say, the batter, it's it's dense. Is it? It's quite heavy. Mm. Um, but it is, you know what, because he uses four types of flour, um, especially corn flour, tapioca, rice flour and so forth, mm. comes together, yeah, but it's really nice. Stays crisp though. Mm. Well, I don't. I don't have it. I don't have it battered anyway. I have it yeah, grilled. Yeah, we had that yeah. conversation. Yeah, we're, we're grilled. We're now, grilled. here's one for you. Last weekend, I actually went and did some cooking with kids. Oh, seafood, seafood cooking with kids um, was absolutely phenomenal. We actually did Chinese. <laughs> lo and behold, the great thing about doing something like that, you can give them a teaspoon, do the right hygiene practice, make mm-hmm. sure they they wash it every time, and taste as you go. So, with kids, what do you do? Remember, this is me now, seafood we're talking. Give kids time to smash the abalone and tenderise it. Uh-huh. They absolutely loved it. Did and they have a ball? They had a ball. They were smashing it up for two minutes and it was phenomenal. And then we did the sauce with it. So it was, it was, there was a bit of a ginger theme right throughout this whole, throughout the whole dinner. So the abalone, and that was in a ginger and, ginger and shallot sauce. And then we had chicken with mushrooms, and that was done with ginger and lemon, which okay, is absolutely so beautiful. Okay, so they're quite sort of sophisticated taste. Like yeah, how yeah. these gourmet kids. Yeah. Oh, really. yeah, no, they are gourmet kids. <laughs> but then how's this? We finished off the panna cotta. We did a goat's milk panna cotta that was actually infused with lemongrass tea. Mm. It was absolutely stunning. But none of this was overly sweet because I, my pet hate is an overly sweet dessert. Mm. To actually bring that sweetness down, to finish off, and you got something really fresh on the palate, then I actually had some segments of mandarin, um, mango, and berries on top. Mm. Absolutely beautiful. But the kids did really well, abalone, and they all loved it. A real tip with the abalone, tenderise it. Always give it a really good bashing first. What, what, do, you use, do, you, what do you use to tenderise it? Well, if it comes in a pack, just smash it on the side of the um, the counter. Mm. With a meat tenderizer. Yeah, you can use a meat tenderizer. Or if you're actually out out and about, put it in a um, tea towel, right, and then punch it. If you're out and about. about, If you're out Hey, I'll tell you what. Take you for a walk down the street. Yeah. I I do walk with an abalone. And I put him in a tea towel. I bash him. He names him. He's got pet names for him. Yeah, that's right. I mean, look, I've got someone in the studio who'd be able to say something about that. Thank you very much. We we will very, very shortly. So we're going to go to a break very soon. And then we'll be going to be back after the break with Daniel Dobra, um, special guest of Helen's this morning. You're listening to The Breakfast Stable. This is The Breakfast Stable on SEN+. 
morning, everyone. You're, well, you're listening to The Breakfast Stable. It is 7.36 on a Sunday morning. And Helen Riser, you once again have brought a special friend in today. It's Bring a Friend to Work Day today again. I have. <laughs> I love having guests here. We have uh, an amazing chef from who is a culinary director of St. Ali and Mercedes Me. Um, but he is known as Dobbers. Uh, he is at St. Ali most days. And I'm going to handball this across to Pete Hilke to talk to our fabulous guest, Daniel Dobra. Welcome. Hello, good morning. How are you? Very well. Uh, enthusiasm and very, very suave and cool. We <laughs> like Dobbers a lot. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you. Right, Sonali. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> there you go. Change the tune up. Fantastic. Awesome cafe that is just amazing. The food, all I can say, my friend, out there, beautiful, stylish, sophisticated. And by the time I finish my plate, very clean. Fantastic. That's beautiful. That's the that's, that's the aim of the game. If um if plates weren't clean and everything was coming back, well, what's what's the point of actually doing what you're doing? Yeah, look, absolutely. You know, it's one of those things because what you actually produce on the plates there. It's restaurant quality food in a cafe setting. Tell us a little bit more about that. I think I think when I first came on board with Saint Ali, um, it was kind of like this thing where like really really well known busy cafes. You know, it was what it was, but the food culture was essentially just another busy Melbourne cafe. Um, when I got there, sort of, there's a there's a very clear directive from Salvatore, the owner, that the food needed to be just. That step above the rest. Just need to. We, we we essentially tried to. When I came there, we tried to break the mold. So like you know, producing restaurant quality food in a cafe style. Like not, not to be rude, but there's a lot of guys out there that you know put superfluous micro herbs and flowers and pretty coloured sprinkles on plates. And that was something we tried not to do. We tried our hardest to really make make it definitive sign or a definitive style that the venue actually had, even like, you know, with the plate ups and the use of produce and, you know, trying to trying to find where the line was uh, between breakfast and restaurant and just draw the line as close as we could to restaurant without, you know, falling down the same, same uh, holes. Okay, you've got Sonali. Now, there's also a Mercedes Me as well. Correct. Right. What's the difference... Is there a difference? Mercedes Mercedes Me is a venue, I guess, where food, food, style, class, and culture all sort of get rolled into one. So you've got Saint Ali, which is you know, as we call the mothership. Saint Ali is the you know our brand ambassador for coffee, food, and service. Whereas Mercedes Me is just it's. It's still Saint Ali one hundred and ten percent, but being partnered with Mercedes, there is an added touch of elegance, an added touch of class. Like Mercedes put lots and lots of effort into, um, you know, arts and creative, and all that sort of, <laughs> all that, all that, all that sort of stuff. So you know, it's a space where people can go to have great food, great coffee, great service but also immerse themselves in a different world, essentially, which is Mercedes-Benz, where they can learn about Mercedes, they can do 
They can do everything they would except without that pressure of like, you know, going to a car yard where you see, you know, there's people, there's, there's like the shark circuit walking the car yard, like one of them picks you and, oh, who's who's going to like get the sale today, boys? It's, it's, it's an element, it's an area where people can, um, you know, gain knowledge about Mercedes without actually having, feeling that pressure of sales. That is absolutely awesome. Now, here we go. Dobbers, mate, my friend. The executive chef, the one and only. You've got your own product range, mate. Now, you know, that is pretty damn awesome. Thank you. Thank you. That's um, that's actually funny. So that's something that was, had been in the pipeline for about eight or nine years. So I actually worked for St. Ali back in 2011. And one of the first, very first meetings at South City, he's like, oh, you know, what, what, what do you want to do, Dobbers? And I'm like, you know, I'd love to have my own product range. And then that, that was sort of a throwaway line. But then... I I left St. Elie, then eventually came back, and then as things went and, you know, the the ideas of old actually became realisations of new. So the the product range was probably a fixation for myself of, you know, just wanting to have my name and my face on every single thing possible. (laughs) (laughs) That is so so cool. And being, being being of a Croatian heritage, you know, what really influenced you... In, in cooking, so like my 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 parents obviously are Croatian, and uh, food was always a huge huge part of uh, my life. And wh- when I realised that, I actually had a pretty gifted and special childhood. So you know, growing up, Christmas time, it was always you know crayfish baked in white wine, or you know a lamb Get on the a, a lamb on the a lamb on the spit. Like the amount of like the amount of animals that got cooked on rotating sticks in my family was like unbelievable and i thought i thought this was just a normal thing i thought oh yeah everyone does oh once a month pick up the speed yeah for sure get all the family around i thought that was completely normal yeah but it was only till about probably eight probably seven or eight years ago that i was talking to a friend of mine talking about christmas and she's like yeah you know one year my mum she really she really stuffed up christmas she decided to do a tofu turkey i'm like what Oh. Tofu turkey? Are you serious? She's like, like she's like, what did you have for Christmas? I'm like, you know, there's the crayfish, there's a baked <laughs> fish, there's pig in the spit. There's, and she's like, what? So that was a sort of unknowingly growing up. I was food was such a huge part of our lives, but I didn't actually realise how good I'd had it um, until I spoke to friends of mine that obviously didn't have a pig in the spit every, every single month. Um, and there's a lot of relevance, like a lot of stuff that I do. I guess one of the funny things, Croatian cuisine, the amount of olive oil used in everything, it's like somehow the food that I cook is somewhat oily, but it's just, you know, the olive oil runs through the veins, I guess. Oh, it's just, and it's, I can tell you right now, get down to Sonali. But talking about tofu turkey, <laughs> current state of restaurants and hospo, in your own opinion, what, how do you see it all at the moment? Well, not to be rude, but the... There's a, there's a couple of factors that have weighed into it. Now, hospitality, current state situation, unfortunately these days we're not getting the calibre and the quality of chefs through venues anymore. There's there's certain television programs, there's certain people that have been highlighted in the media, we're not going to name names, but um, that sort of had an adverse effect on the food and hospitality industry. People... Unfortunately, like young chefs these days, they don't want to work. They just want the glitz. They just want the glamour. They want to be on television. They want the head chef job instantly. They want the recognition and the money. And 
what what that's done is it's unfortunately it's dil- completely diluted the gene pool. So you know, if someone someone nowadays a young chef will come in just because they've watched someone cook something on television doesn't mean they know how to do it, but they'll still give you the attitude like they do. They only want to work their thirty eight hours. They think, oh, well, if that person got famous from being on TV, I can I can do the same thing. And unfortunately, um, the not yet, but you know, five, ten years time, it's going to be a completely different landscape for a chef and and for food. Like, where Saint Elie is lucky in the fact that it's built its name and it's built its brand over years and years and years. There's other people starting out, other cafes, other restaurants who are starting out who just don't have a chance, unfortunately. Well, I tell you what, Dubbers, it's been an absolute honour, a pleasure to have you in this beautiful, tiny little studio that we're in it today. Is. It's quite small. <laughs> but I just want to say, yeah, say to everybody out there, get down to St. Ali down in South Melbourne. Mercedes me, where is that? Corner of King Street and Collins Street. At- Shop A, 525, uh, level, the ground level of the new development of the Rialto building. Well, you, oh, I suppose. About now, months. give us the address of St. Ali. 12 to 18 year place, South Melbourne. South Melbourne. So get down there, see Chef Dobbers, because I tell you what, he'll take you through a culinary journey mm. that will never be surpassed again. Thanks, Petey. That's great. Thank you so much, Daniel. We loved having you in this morning. Absolutely. You're listening to The Breakfast Table. We'll be back right after this. This is The Breakfast Stable on SEN+. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to The Breakfast Stable. We're barreling through today's show. It is currently 7.50 in the morning. And I just have to mention, too, we have our socials you can contact us on as we've got our Instagram page, The Breakfast Stable, Facebook, Breakfast Stable, and obviously on Twitter at Breakfast Stable as well. So there's lots of ways you can get in contact with us. But now it's time for Uncle Frank. We love him. Doing his uh, what he does best, entertaining us all. Hello, guys. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, it's it's a it's a big one this weekend. Mm. Normally, normally, this time of the year, I'm actually at the Logies, so we'll touch off the Logies later on. So, um, yeah. So basically, this week with me, we've got a couple of tour announcements. Okay. Um, so basically, Lewis Capaldi. One of the most beautiful songs that's coming out. So he's got his touring, um, Childish Gambino's touring, and Fleetwood Mac is touring. So once yes. the dates get closer, I will talk about the dates with all that. Now, there's a pretty cool concert happening, and it's 80s Mania, and this is what we're going to be hearing. Can you hear that? Oh, yeah. Is that flashbacks? <laughs> Big hair, teased hair, mullets, the whole lot, tight jeans. It's, it's all happening. So 80s Mania... Yeah, nothing's changed. Oh. Abstract <laughs> Entertainment um, are bringing these guys out. So it's Cutting Crew, Wang Chung, Rock <gasps> of Seagulls, Echo, oh and Go West. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm, oh, I'm going to try and get... We're so going to go. There. We're going nuts. We are going. going. So they're, they're, that's happening. So once that happens with the ticketing and stuff, I think I might even speak to Abstract, see what we could do on Facebook with some competition. Oh, hopefully. that would be awesome. Abstract, if you're listening, guys, I'm just telling you now we're doing a comp, all right? That's it. <laughs> so you're stuck now. When's, when's that happening, Frank? Um, it's happening November, November, December, I think, but correct me if I'm wrong, so I'll, I'll check and I'll let you go. So we'll post it on Facebook, have a look at the yeah, dates and stuff. Yeah, that would be great. So, so, yeah, I just got the email the other oh, day about so that. Exciting. So exciting. No, it's crazy. So, so you know, my era. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> sing-alongs. We'll be doing sing-alongs all night. Don't worry. Now, um, it is Logie's week. Um, oh, so The best. They're in Queensland again this year, second year in a row. Um, I've been personally part of Logie's for... 
about 20 years almost, and being hairdressing background, um, it's a big day. So this time right now, we'll be doing hair already, and a day in the already? life already, yeah. So we'll just we'll call call them the artist. So a day in the life of an artist at the Logies. We'll call them an artist. We'll call them an artist, you know, <laughs> formerly known as an artist, you know. So um, yeah, so these guys six in the morning will get up, get ready, but there's um, the stylist is in the background, publicist is in the background, managers in the background trying to cut up deals with things, and 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 then there's the hairdressers. So it's happening all around, and then. During the day, a lot of things happen where, for example, they're not happy with the makeup, they're not happy with the hair, or not hair because we don't let them, we'd say, listen. And then also, like, the dresses will rip. And I, I remember my wife, Helen, and I, we were like sewing someone someone into their dress because they're just dressed ripped. So a lot of things happen during the day. And then there's the, they have to get dressed. Do photo shoots, get undressed, relax for a bit, and then they do their red carpet walk, drinks. It's a long, long day. So when you see these guys having a few drinks and they're so tired, exhausted, and we do seem a bit tipsy at night, there's a reason why. They're not just getting drunk and that's it. They're actually exhausted. Like, they're really rattled. They're just tired and emotional at that it's, point, It's a they? mess, yeah. So, and there's a lot of things with with um, uh, the Logies, such as gifting suites and product product placements. So, Kath, you've done it as well with Absolutely. We've done quite a few things, uh, mostly in LA. And I've met, made some really great friends. We've met, like, Amber Valletta, uh, yes. supermodel of Days Gone By, Kylie Bax, now living in Sydney, New Zealand supermodel. Um, Kevin Dillon, but these are people that I've all connected with. I think a lot of this sort of thing, they get spoilt for choice. They get spoilt with product. Um, I've been at an event over there with George Clooney, Morgan Freeman, Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, this is really high-level yeah, stuff. So yeah. it, can, it can work or it can be an absolute waste of money. It depends what the event is and what you're going to get out of it. So we've yeah. got images and we've got, you know, media coverage and lots of things. You've mm. got to really work And then, Helen, you've been part of Logies. You've publicity side of stuff oh, as absolutely. well. Oh, absolutely. Getting the mayhem. bags on time and the shoes delivered and jewellery and, and the jewel, you know, the earrings broken and the bag didn't show up and... I mean, you've had you've had a dress incident. Oh yes, yeah, so I um, I actually had um, a Sonia Kruger's dress delivered to my hotel room. And <laughs> oh, I'm sure you would have looked yeah, very look, fetching in that dress. It didn't fit. I tried. It didn't fit. Okay, I didn't get to shave the legs that day. And um, I actually had to return it. And and it was the they are strict on security. So to get and we were the inner sanctum. We were part of the whole Logies crew. And to get to her hotel room, we had to get past all these checkpoints and show our AAA passes and all this stuff. And they thought I was trying to gate crash the, the Logies, which I was already part of. <laughs> Stalking, yeah, stalking Sonia. Stalking Sonia. Yeah. So things like that can go wrong. And now she was actually, I think, one of the hosts of that 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 presenter. Um, yeah, presenter. Think, sorry, yeah. yeah. Yes. And so to get that dress to her, and so she'll be wondering where is this dress? Yeah. And so, she didn't realise Frankie had it in his room trying yeah, it on. Trying it on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there is a, look the Logies. So when we see these guys do the red carpet walk, we've got to keep in mind a lot of stuff goes behind the scenes and a lot of jobs created. That's what we forget. It's not just mm-hmm. about the artists. There's a lot of careers, jobs. Um, a lot of products get launched around Logie's time as well. Absolutely. And, and, and you're saying with the product launches where, you know, I mean, we've got products that we use ourselves, our own personal products that we use, and we we do do product placement. And we mm. say, hey, you know, by the way, you don't want to try this little smash mm. it product and mm-hmm. like, you know, Chicani Cosmetic product. And, yeah, sometimes they take it. Sometimes the managers are in the background saying, and I'm a manager myself, so saying, you know what, we want money for that. So, you know, because mm. they want to get paid for these things as well. So it, it is a hard 
little um, thing, but yeah. We just sent up some um, Aroma Baby lip balm for a styling suite. Um, yes. So, I mean, yes. there's it, it, there's an extensive cost, you know, to yeah. the brand. So and you explain, really want to make explain sure. Explain a styling suite what to the people because you and I know what a styling suite Absolutely. is. So. so pretty much you've got a display of very carefully selected brands. It's like a little mini expo in a ho- massive hotel room. But, but really high-end and very targeted. And it could be something from a beautiful watch to an, an eyeshadow. Yeah. And uh, the guests come in. They're introduced. They get their media photos done and they're brought around by a minder to all the different displays and they're introduced to you. You get media shots with them. Yes. Uh, that's, they get that's, to, that's the payday that's for us right. is the media shot. They get to choose what they'd like to take or not. Yeah. So, uh, oh, so it's a choice. That, that absolutely. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. the yes. gifting suites, I'm talking about like um, years ago, I remember seeing there was like DVD players, um, small TVs, mm. travel vouchers, yeah. um, got a, a business class travel vouchers, first class travel vouchers. They get probably about 20, 30 grand. This is more the yeah. American side that's of things. Right. Well, yes. and, and then at the Logies, they, they do have a little gifting bag underneath their chairs as well. So, and you've got to pay to get into these mm. things. Wow. So, you've got to, like, and we've spent, I mean, with us as well, thousands of dollars trying to get lipsticks over mm. to overseas and we didn't get a photo. And it was so, you know, it's, it's a touch and go. Type I've of never thing. done one without physically being there because you need to be able to tell yeah, the right. story yes. and connect with them, get the photos with yourself, mm. um, and, and then to be able to leverage off it in media. Otherwise, it's absolutely pointless. <laughs> yeah. yes. hey, so, the other question, of course, I have then is um, dish the dirt. <laughs> He's got the best oh, dirt. Look, it's that being professional. So I, there is stuff that we look. Being professional, we can't talk about it. Can't you say that this person shall remain nameless? But they well, ended yeah, up, you know, know head down. They ended up really filling big. up their whole bag filled with all the yes, gifts all the products, available. Yes, but, but I, look, that sounds like cu- the polo. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But kudos to, like, for example, Foxtel, who are just basically Wentworth shows taking over, and Bonnie, our own Bonnie Anderson, oh, who we've both yes. worked with for many years. This beautiful girl. And she's got the um, nominator for Best New Talent. Yes. Um, and so she's actually walking the red carpet and being so good luck to her. If anyone wants to vote, vote for this kid because she's yes, most popular new talent, new talent Bonnie right. Anderson. And, Bonnie, and yeah, yes. so and yeah, so we 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 support good people like this who support you back. And you know, yes. and it is a, a network. And I do, I do always. Um, I must admit, creating jobs and giving people careers, the, the Logos do catapult a lot of careers. Yes. A lot of careers. And I've done, like, for example, the um, Logos um, this year, there's Guy Sebastian, Delta, and Jess are performing. Mm. Um, the cast from Young Sheldon are actually going to be walking the red carpet. And that's massive because if any American cast, big TV mm. show cast, walk the red carpet, they tweet, they talk about it on Instagram. That goes back to America as well. So they're it's very fantastic. smart getting overseas. Mm. I think it's been artists. one of my favourite things over the years growing up. Obviously in Australia, we've all watched the Logies and watched when, you know, Bert Newton used to host and all those things. Seeing the American people come out here and they're always kind of like dumbstruck, aren't they? Because they they, I'm sure there was a lot of them where they will just go... What is going on here? Yeah, like, because yeah. it was and, such a... and they don't know any of our TV shows. No, they, and don't, they just they... sit there but, going. Mm. But I would say <laughs> the Americans going backstage or behind the scenes because we are we do get along. Yeah, there are a couple of you know dramas here and there, but everyone's helping each other out. Mm. Oh, they're not used to that. No. They're not. They're, they're like in in for it and looking mm. after each other. So yeah, but the Logies um, is on tonight, and yes. it's going to be a great great show. It's Seven I mean, p.m. Yeah, tonight. I mean, I mean, I'm not sure about the hairstyles, but you know, because we got some good hairdressers <laughs> out there. That might be as good know, as that they normally that are. Is, but you but won't be there. Yeah, all the best, all the hairdressers out there, makeup artists, because they work very hard, they do. and I hope the artists do look after and them. the stylists and the stylists tirelessly. You know, from wardrobe departments to. Yeah. Um, and I've got a few friends styling some amazing, you know, talent tonight. 
So good luck to everyone. Yeah, but they're <laughs> cool. So it'll yes. be great. So that's um, it for entertainment. Um, yeah, the 80s mania. Can't wait. I mean, yes. We're doing it. We're teasing the hair. Yes. And yes. Helen, um, you've got, you, or you had just really quickly the film festival on this Absolutely. week. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had, uh, well, we went to the Scandinavian film festival, uh, Catherine and I. And um, absolutely support, we should be supporting all our film festivals. Absolutely. And I mean, look, it's so culturally diverse. And I think, you know, all these film festivals that are out there, this this film that we saw, it was a bit of a heavy film, but just um, straight in from winning awards in Cannes. So, you know, there's so much um, quality film and cinema and, yeah, I think get behind it. Yep. Well, thank you again, Stable Mates. We've had a big show today. Um, thank you all. We've had Woo-hoo. fun. Um, you're listening to the, um, the Breakfast Stable. I'm Jack Muller. We'll see you all next week. Au revoir. <laughs> Bye.